You are no longer part of the system. You are above the system, over it, beyond it. We're them, we're they. We are the brothers. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. And you know this, man? Yo, what's up? Is my mic on? Yeah, it's on. Do I remember how to do this? Do we remember how to do this? It's been oh. so long. <laughs> been so long. It's been a minute. It's so but we long. back like we never left. It's, it's your boy, <laughs> Jay Brewster. Jay Brewster. It's your boy Earl. It's your boy Roddy Rod bringing up the tail end. Yeah, man, we are the, the brothers. brothers. New podcast, new, new month, day. new week. New day. All that good new jazz. Man. We all been. We all been. At home. <laughs> We've been quarantined. <laughs> <laughs> man, like. Same place I've been. Bro, it's like our world is. Upside down. Completely. Inside Changed. Out. In a matter of months, days. It's months. funny because I don't think any one of us entered into the new year, like 2020, having any type of understanding that, you know, seven months in, like everything would be different. <laughs> like completely different. Right. Yo, because the last one we did is when we first went on lockdown, right? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. We, uh, we was talked to, uh, to Dr. Brewster. Yeah. yeah, we was doing it virtual then. Well, I guess the last one we were together. Yeah. Like, in, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Because you yeah. did those on uh, Zoom. Right? On yeah. Zoom, yeah, yeah. But, like, the last time we was together, that was, like, um, I think. The beginning of March. Uh, March. March. Yeah, so right before the March. shutdown started. Yeah, right before the shutdown started. Yeah. Yeah. So now we back in the same room. You know, we still social distancing to an extent, you know. But we here. We here. Virtual daps. Yeah, all that. Air high, air high fives. Air high fives. So, yeah, yeah, let me. Are y'all virtual dapping everybody? Like, pretty much. Like, yeah. I, it's funny you mentioned that because we had some people come over to the house or like anybody like coming over to do any work or mm-hmm. whatnot. Like, normally I'm a sociable person. I like shake your hand yeah, as a man. Yeah, me too, man. And now I'm just like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I got to do like a little wave and keep it moving. Yeah. And it's kind of awkward because like they're almost. Waiting for like the handshake or whatever, but they're like, no, nah, we probably shouldn't because of yeah. COVID. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I fist bump people. That's the extent. Now I ain't shaking nobody's hands. Ain't shaking hands. Not at this time. I think, man, for me, it depends on how well I know you because, um, like, I had started going to like morning service for church and people hadn't seen you in a long time. And I didn't want to like Heisman people, you know, but like certain Dude, people, it's like, I feel okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even, but. The crazy thing is, it's still a risk. Even like with y'all, you know, like like I'll hug y'all. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. If I see your wives, you know, I'll, I'll give them a hug. But it's like, but, but you go over the court and put that head sanitizer on real quick. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's still risky. You know what I'm saying? Because we we kind of had to talk about that about uh, quarantining. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we were like, you know, it don't matter who you really around. Like I could say that, I could say Rodney's clean all I want, right. or John's clean, but we don't live in the same house. You right. know, so. Or take the same precautions. Yeah, or, yeah, or the same schedule during the day. Like, Rodney had to go to an appointment. Right. You know, I don't know who you came in contact with. Right. You know what I'm saying? But that's just how dangerous it is or, like, uncharted it is for us, man. We don't, <laughs> you know, you just don't know, man. Yeah, and now that now that we we recognize it, 
we can look back and see before, like how disgusting we were. <laughs> you know, yeah, bro. You just, yeah, you just yeah, think yeah, about yeah. it now. You're like, man, I touch my face all the time. All the, the time. Day. It like, wasn't until I was told not to touch my face that I realized how much I touched my face, right. rubbed my eyes, right? All of that. Yeah. I mean, we just shook hands, ate food. You know, we dare not do that now. You know what I'm saying? Nah, you way more mindful of it, bro. Should've. Like, um, I remember on Poetic Justice when she was talking about dirty nails. Yeah. And like I be like even mindful of that now. Like they don't always be super clean, but now I be like, oh man, my nails dirty. I, need I mean, I can't stand y'all. And y'all know how I'm meticulous I am about nails, nails, especially yeah. on females. You know, my wife know. But for me, bro, <laughs> I, I, I bit my nails for so many years. Yeah. To where like it was really hard to get anything under them, but I had to start taking like this uh like biotin like for my hair and like yeah. skin mm. and stuff, trying to like. Do something to help that, mm-hmm. and like my nails start growing, so I started to notice, like, oh shoot, like, yeah, <laughs> nails are dirty. <laughs> yes, sir. So we just see, you know, now it's totally different. I mean, nowadays we have to wear masks everywhere. You know, it's pretty much required anytime you enter a place of business, a restaurant. No, you know, so I mean, the world, our world is really flipped up upside down. You know, in these last yeah. four months, you know, so how ain't it crazy though? Like to walk in the store, yeah. I mean, because before, like, literally, like, people, and, like, I went to get gas this morning, yeah. and this dude put his whole T-shirt over his face and walked into the store because he didn't have no mask. Wow. I'm like, dude. Like, I seen a young dude do that. I thought they were going to put him out. No, nah, they didn't put him out. He went in there to buy. Well, I'm seeing a lot of stores, they're not just saying masks. They say you have to have a, a face covering. A face covering? Yeah. yeah. So, they're not just, you know, dictating only masks. So, like, if you cover your face, they're kind of allowing it. Um. I'm kind of curious, like, how quick it turned political. Like, where do we, like, venture off between, like, okay, Dr. Fauci is saying, (laughs) like, this is not necessary, and then it's now moving to, yes, absolutely necessary, following the CDC guidelines, and then it's moving into, you're infringing upon my freedom (laughs) as an American to make me wear a mask. Um, And I've even, like, seen the little memes always talking to, like, you shouldn't care or worry that much about me wearing a mask if you're wearing a mask because your mask works, right? So it's like, okay, I get it. But uh, it just kind of makes you kind of wonder, you know what I'm saying? Like what the true agenda is. And I mean, you see all the different Facebook posts of people talking about how like ineffective masks really are when it comes down to it and the type of mask that you have on. And yeah. Unless you're like really uh, in like a whole hazmat suit, like you're not really protecting yourself or other people that much from infection. But like, if you're like, you know, the homie Rod, like being, you know what I'm saying, at risk, at a higher risk, you know what I mean? Um, How do you like kind of navigate that? And like, what's, what's been like your, your take on people like trying to exercise their freedom when it comes to like potentially, you know, spreading the disease and all that, infringing on your your life, like yeah. freedom over life, you know. Yeah, what I, mean? I mean, and you know, it's 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 really tough, you know, when you see it. It's like, come on now, it's like it's it's a mask, like it's not. I don't know how that's, in, you know, infringing on your freedom and stuff like that. We're doing it for each other, you know what I'm saying? We're doing it for ourselves. But essentially, we're doing it for each other. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to spread anything to you. I don't want you to spread anything to me. I don't know where you've been. You don't know where I've been. You know, and it's kind of boils down to it's it's as simple as that. You know, it's a it's a common respect that I thought 
you know, would be easy to abide by. You know what I'm saying? But it, it seems like it's really difficult for some people to obey the rules. Um, you know, for something as simple as, hey, if you come into the store, if you come into this establishment, hey, just put the mask on as long as you're in here. You walk out, you can take it off. I mean, because I have a I have a heavy duty mask, you know, because of my situation and right. all of that, and it's hot. Yeah. So like, as soon as I walk out the store, I pretty much snatch it off because I'm like. You know, this is hot. But, yeah. you know, I want to respect the next man, you know, because I don't know what the next person has, you know, or, you know, could potentially be, you know, uh, at, at high, even a higher risk than myself even. So, you know, I want to make sure I respect the next man. So that's why I do it. And I would hope, you know, that's why everyone else would do it. But I think we're doing a better job of it as now, especially here locally. I've seen a, a big drastic change in the past couple of weeks about how people are, you know, abiding by the guidelines now. How about you, bro? Um, same, bro. Like, I think our experience with Rodney, you know, seeing him going through, that's really been my motivation to wear the mask, to be honest. Because oh. um, you know somebody who's at, you know, higher risk. Yeah, yeah. And um, just... you love and care about. Yeah, man. exactly, man. And then also, <clears throat> excuse me, going into the store and seeing older people um, have one on or, you know, so just you think about them, you're like, I don't know if I'm carrying something around or not. Let me... Not pass that on to somebody who you know can't handle it, you know. Right? Have we become like kind of paranoid though with it? With the mask? Like, yeah, not only just the mask, but which is everything. I know. I was <laughs> I was at Walmart a little while ago, and this uh, older lady, she like started like sneezing like hard. Uh, <laughs> that make you pay. And I was just like, <laughs> it's funny because I found myself kind of like <laughs> jerking, you know, jerking real quick. Like, what you got? And Why she kind of looked at me like, hey, you know, it's okay. <laughs> and me and this other black lady who was in there, like, locked eyes. We both were just like, nah, nah bro. Like, no, 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 it's okay. time for me to move around from this aisle. <laughs> like, whatever I need on this aisle can wait. <laughs> Hold on. But, uh, you know, churches, man, it's been funny because um, I see the post. I won't mention names, but, like, he was talking about, like, people passing mics in church. <laughs> you know, like, it's true. That's the kind of stuff, like, I think. I have been thinking about it a little more now. Yeah. Like my studio equipment, bro. Like I spray it down. Like that spray y'all got me that yeah. disinfected. Yeah. I spray my headphones, bro. And I don't really have people over there like that, but I'm just like still, you know. <laughs> like, have have I mean I don't know about y'all, like, but have y'all been seeing churches practice social distancing and wearing masks at the building, or is it like, no, nah, we in church, ain't nothing coming up in here? No, nah, like every well, most churches I know are not having services anymore. Right. You know what I'm saying, but like the few that I have seen, uh-huh. yeah, like they 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 really put some good protective measures inside there. Everybody's wearing masks. The only time, like like even the pastor is wearing a mask the entire time, except when he's preaching. Really? Oh, yeah. That's you know what I'm saying? So like as soon as he finished preaching, mask up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the only people not wearing masks are people who were on the microphone singing at the time. At the time. Other than that, everybody's wearing masks. Like they're separating the pews. So it's like you have family sit together and then you have like a whole blank row of seats. Yeah. And someone else can sit there and then there's a whole seat and almost aisles, you know, and chairs and rows between you. Right. And they're having like, they're, they're limiting how many people like like you said oh, call ahead and reserve yeah you know what I'm saying like RSVP coming to church <laughs> service, you know what I mean yeah. because if we run out of room right. we're going to ask you to, to, to join join us online right that's a long time to wear a mask I mean like sitting in there yeah in I mean church. it is but I mean God forbid yeah. somebody in there has it I mean because we've seen two churches here yeah. locally have double digit numbers double I'll digit. say man like um, like we were talking about before we you know started um, like I've been going to a morning service, you know uh-huh. what I'm saying? and like 
um, BBM has spread everybody out. Uh-huh. Not nobody's wearing masks necessarily. I mean, I've seen people come in with them, but you know it is spread out. And then as soon as you come in, they're checking temperatures, uh, putting in sanitizer, and it's been super clean. From what I understand, I guess yeah. they're making sure they got stations. So mm-hmm. the mask is another level. I haven't seen that like people in church with masks, but I can see why. You know, so, uh-huh. <laughs> I think it's more of a people are embarrassed. You know, embarrassed. Yeah, because everybody else doesn't have one on, you know. So you come into a place and you like feel like, dang, am I taking it too serious? Yeah, like you know? I've actually experienced that, like going to like the barber shop or whatever. Yeah. Like they're, I guess, technically supposed to be wearing masks, and like I'm the only one that didn't have a mask on, or did vice versa. I'm the only one that did have a mask on, so it's like I don't know. You feel like an eyeball. Yeah, you feel like an eyeball, regardless. Like for example, I went to mail off some shirts um, <laughs> in the post office, and um, this particular post office. Like, I thought masks were required any building you went into. So uh-huh. I had mine on pretty much. Right. But I go in. Actually, it was two occasions. One was in General Dollar. The lady didn't have no mask on. And I'm like... I she thought, worked there? Yeah, she worked there. Wow. So I'm like, I thought y'all supposed to have a mask. You know, they, she had the shield. But I'm like, where's yeah. your mask at? Well, the actual post office guy, he was like, man, you know, it's a touchy subject. You know, some people, I don't want to be the police. You know, because I looked around and seen people didn't have it on. I'm trying to talk to him, but I got my mask on. Right. He don't. Yeah. Even, they don't even have one on. For real. But I have it on because I'm like, I thought we were supposed to have them on. And then you know, I'm trying to read the address to the guy. So eventually, I had to like pull it down so I can. That's yeah. Yeah. But I, I did feel kind of odd too, though, because yeah. I seen a lady and her daughter with one on after I turned all the way around. Mm-hmm. But then I seen like people without them on, and they didn't even have them. So I'm like. So why? I mean, and this is a real question. So why do you think people are embarrassed to take health seriously, even if it's in church? Like, why is that embarrassing, or it's just why? Odd. You just feel like an oddball, I think, man. You know. I think it goes deeper than that because I agree with you. I think it's definitely a a, a, a masses and the like, faith aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like I'm I'm not you know walking in faith and I'm you know succumbing to fear. But I also think there's another group of people who are really feeling like okay my rights are really being infringed upon like okay while the mask may be a little thing like i can wear a mask no problem it's not that big of a deal for me to walk into an establishment and put on a mask and then pull it off when i go to my car but then where does it stop like if i keep on moving the line back a little bit further next time it's like okay in order for you to really do this you got to do this now next time like if the, i think the social experiment theory is just like how much can this big government get away with if like say okay we're gonna mandate you to wear masks and then it starts there and we're not gonna let you come and shop here unless you wear your mask yeah. pretty soon it's gonna end up with you need this mark in order for you to buy or sell hmm. but we've kind of indoctrinated you wearing the mask and following instructions following the law of the land and all that so I think that's an element to it I don't know how much you like get into to, to that type of well, like on that point that's where a lot of churches are like yeah. you hear a lot of pastors saying you know cause they feel like the government is trying to push the church around or bullying the church basically in some cases the uh, government yeah. really has like, you heard about in California, California about, they're yeah. not allowed to sing or you can't you know, sing or, or, or worship chant was a, I'm like chant like, but I, 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 I know what they were saying but I think that's where a lot of a lot of pastors that's their whole thing like well how much are we gonna let the government control us you know like especially if there's a clear separation between it you know I know I've seen two ladies in Walmart, like the first time um, government, um, the governor mandated, yeah, put it out, and then he like kind of backtracked on it, and then mm-hmm. I guess it went came back again. I was like, nah, 
Y'all need to wear them. It's like two ladies, our sisters in there too, our queens. And everybody got on masks. Mm-hmm. They don't got on masks. And it kind of like aggravated me a little bit because I was like, you know, I had to watch myself because I'm like, see, that's why, you know what I'm saying? But then I was like, nah, maybe they just feel like their rights are being, you know what I'm saying, like abused. You know, maybe they're, just, they're expressing, but I still feel like they should have one on. But I was like, man, I ain't going to pass judgment. Yeah. But like, but at, my initial thought was, come on, man. Like, we got to represent. Like, we, we, we ain't following the rules. And I'm like, you know, with all this going on right now, Everybody's emotions was everywhere, and maybe they just had that feelings of, you know. Yeah, I'm, I, I think I think about it a little bit different. I'm just like, can we put it on and do it so we can get it over with? That's my attitude. I'm like, let's obey the rules so we can get it. The, the, flatten the curve. Yeah, right? flatten the curve, and we can go back to somewhat normal. So, that that's how so I you think. Feel about there's it. a normal to go back to. Yeah, if 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 we can actually obey the rules as we've seen how other countries have done uh-huh. and put in place, implemented, practiced it, and now they're on the other side of it. But us, it just seems like we we're too free. When yeah. this, in this country, we're too free because because right. they put a they put this small mandate in to just say, hey, wear a mask so we can flatten the curve and we can get then we can get back to normal. Y'all want to go to the beach? Yeah, and if y'all notice too, bro, you know. A lot of this, like, carefree stuff started with when people, they started advertising these protests. And, like, you've seen all these gathering of people. You know, a lot of people took that as if, well, if they ain't getting it, then why I need to, you know what I'm saying? Right. Why I need to quarantine? But why see, I need to use yeah. social distancing, you know? But that's the thing about it. When all the protests was going on, that, that was leading the coverage. Uh, COVID took a back seat. Yeah, it did. Like COVID disappeared. Like exactly. We were like, oh. any and all media cycles. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Corona's like, gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we we ain't talked about that, you know, just yet. But like, you know, like literally, our the landscape of our world world has like changed in these last few months in twenty twenty four. Makes you wonder, bro. Like, you know, we talk about media all the time. Yeah. Was that purposely put in front of us? I mean, we knew what was going on. But like you know, was that purposely put in the for on the you know in the front so we could forget about COVID and for it to be a spike? You know, what I mean, or was it? I mean, bro, like I would doubt it because it's like I believe in false flags all the time, where it's like the whole entire look over here, look over here, look over here, and then behind the scenes, other stuff is really going. Because I mean, like literally, it was twenty four seven COVID coverage on all the networks, and then when George Floyd died, and that got the momentum that it had. Kind of started off with Amar and Arbery, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying, uh, which happened back in February, you know what I'm saying, but like it really came to light when the video was released, and then back to back with George Floyd happened, right? And it was just all steam ahead. It was like Michael Brown all over again, right? Ferguson, you know what I'm saying, and like um, are protests really going on still right now? I mean, they're going on, but it's more it's it's not the forefront like it was last month. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? There's there's smaller protests. Like you gotta look for right. like media. Cause, I mean, um, as you see, uh, you know, a lot of people got arrested in uh, which we call it the other what, day. Atlanta? It, not in Atlanta. Um, in Kentucky for a, pre- mm. a protest in the, the at the DA's house of the, you know where Breonna Taylor got killed. Oh uh, yeah. Even yeah. Kenny Stills, the NFL wide receiver, he yeah. got arrested.
arrested. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Oh, word. Yeah, he was one now. of the he was one of the people that got arrested. So I mean, they're still going on. There's still protests going on. There's still the Black Lives Matter movement. You know, still being pushed to the forefront. Got to tell his killers is, is still free. Still, still free. Still That's still what they was there. talking about. You know, they was like Kenny Stills for protests that got arrested faster than her killers. You know, that's crazy. Make it make sense. So uh, we can't make sense of it, man. I mean, somebody's sleeping in their home. You know, a you know a. A like frontline worker, yeah, yeah, a frontline, you know, worker, is just murdered. You know what I'm saying? And she wasn't, she wasn't killed. It wasn't no accident. You know, if you go in and shoot somebody while they sleep, that's intentional. Especially when the person that you're looking for is already in custody. Like, how do you mess up that level of communication where it's like, hey, who we really looking for? Because like, it's it's bad intel to begin with. Why do or, you go? Or it was it was like you know some super crooked intel to like go ahead and put it off on her. I wouldn't put it past. Her. First of all, why do you go in shooting anyway? Yeah. That's that's the question for somebody that's sleep. That's not, how is that a threat? I mean, well, so, so you can play. You know, I'm saying the opposing argument. You go in shooting because I mean her boyfriend was there and shot back. So it's like you don't know what you entered into. So what I find super crazy that they they were quick to arrest him. You know, for attempted murder on a police officer, even though you literally defending your home from an intruder who's busted up inside here. It don't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. And it shouldn't take, you know, mass protests to get laws changed like that, as well as for her killers, you know what I'm saying, to face some sort of justice. You know what I'm saying? Like, it it doesn't make sense at all. Um, And I think that's all we, uh, you know, that's not all, but... That's, you know, that's the outcry of, you know, black people at this time. We just want to be treated fairly. You know, just we want justice the same way as if it was, you know, on the other side. You know what I'm saying? Because if it was if it was somebody of another race, if it was a if if we just going to, you know, call it call a spade a spade. If it was a white woman that got killed by a black police officer, he'd have been in jail that same night. Even though he was a man of the law. He would have still been in jail the same night. That was funny though, because like there have been stories where you saw the white, blonde hair, blue, blue-eyed woman that was killed by the police in Minneapolis. Minneapolis. He got twelve years. Yeah, it, it was a, that was the same year as Philando, right? Yeah. Zero media coverage though. It zero Why, media though? coverage. I mean, but he in jail though. So 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 her family has some some sort of justice because the man that yeah. murdered the, I mean that shot her even though they classified it as an accident or however they do it as a police report her family has some some sort of gratification yes she can't come back yeah. anything like that but I mean some peace at least yeah, to yeah. know that you know, the, the person that did it right is behind bars right and that's and like I said, as as African American people, as Black people, that's all that we're asking for. You know, in a in a small scale. You know what I'm saying? Especially when it comes right to those now, situations. We've asked for these reparations. Yeah, bro, yeah. Bro. I mean, like the 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 ball is definitely started rolling as far as the reparation talk. I see North Carolina. Together. I'm trying to move over there. Yeah, I said maybe I need North to move Carolina going to raise us. <laughs> Take your shirt off. Yeah, spin it around your head <laughs> at the bank. Now, see when it comes to the. It's funny how we kind of segue here. That wasn't even planned. Right, it wasn't. But, I mean, I can dig it right quick. Let's talk about it. All right, so, Earl. Do you think that reparations are realistic? You mean like they're going to send us a big check? I'm just asking reparations. So, like, you make reparations make sense to you. For some people, it might be the form of a big check. 
and I, I mean, we say big check to you, be like the, the number, you be like, like the publisher's clearing out. <laughs> big check. Take a picture of me and my right, friend, y'all. If, if I keep it all the way real and like, keep it a buck, and man. be serious, like, okay, it don't erase nothing. It really doesn't. But I'm gonna take the check, though. Like, if, if, if that were, if it came in that form, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm gonna be happy about that check. Does it soothe a little bit of the. Because, all right, man, we could definitely go down the rabbit hole with this. Let's one. go. But, like, Let's okay, travel. so, like, reparations. We ain't just talking about money, because, like, man, we know black people. Let's just keep it 100. <laughs> like, like, what was that, Barbershop 2? Like, it was just, all they would do was make, you know, Cadillac the number one car <laughs> company in the world, whatever. Everybody be rolling off, whatever. So, like, just give it a check. Like, you saw people, how fast they, they, they spit that stimulus. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? And look for another one. Like, hey, what else is another one? <laughs> Bro, and like what it was actually a, a real dope line. Shout out to, to the saga. He said uh in this battle rap line, he was like, uh, we didn't ask for the stimulus check. Uh we didn't ask for the twelve hundred. We just wanted twelve hundred. Yeah. And I was like, dang, Bars. that was fire. You know what Bars. I'm saying? But it, it's true, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, would we rather have a big check or what I would rather see is the systemic institutions that's been put in place for years tore down and actually given, you know what I'm saying, a real chance at really doing what we can do. Because it's like, say, I think they gave a great example of like, I don't know if Joel put up that, that, that post um, talking about like it's, you know, the other team continues to have the ball and they continue to score and the other team posing team doesn't get a chance or opportunity to get the ball to score at all and now it's the fourth quarter and uh, the other team is up 38 points and so now they say okay you can get the ball you get the ball now catch up yeah. like, I don't that's know. how it's been Man, with you know what I'm saying black people in this country I think if you ask the people to choose that's one thing because if you ask most people they're going to say they want it all man like they want that change. They want to be treated fairly. They want the right. system changed. And and we want payback. You know what I'm saying? Some bread. You know what I'm saying? So I think, you know, if you... And I don't know how realistic it is, to be honest. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, I think, you know, if you ask somebody what a... I guess any kind of conscience or heart, they were like, yeah, they want Breonna Taylor's killers in jail. Or they want justice for George. They want justice for, you know... Javier. Yeah, Javier. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if... if on the same token, man, if you ask them, uh, do you want... <laughs> do you want some payback in the form of... Monetary. Um, a monetary. Most people... I'm gonna be like, yeah. You know? <laughs> like, it don't erase nothing. But... Right. You know? But hey, it's just like a car accident, man. When, you know, you go through a horrible car accident, that money don't necessarily make you feel better. Like, if you had a, a serious injury. Right. Or if you lose somebody in an accident. Right. But I still want you to pay for it. Like... You know? I mean, you could have like you know ties to that vehicle. Like, yeah, man. Yeah. Or the 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 horrific experience from driving down that street again, or you know, money ain't gonna fix that. Yeah, I mean, and that's gonna fix it. And that's a lot of times, you know, when people settle out of court, you know what I'm saying? It's cool because you, I mean, you get paid, you get that check, you know what I'm saying, which helps your life going forward. But you can't erase the memories of what's been done. You know, you know, Breonna Taylor's killers, George Floyd's killers, you know, uh, Javier Ambler's killers, you know, Martin. Trayvon Martin, you know, Elijah McClain, you know what I'm saying? Everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All of these names, you know, it's just a long list of names that, you know, that become hashtags, you know, become documentaries and stuff like that. But their families, I mean, their families, 
they don't feel at ease, you know, when they get a big check. You know, I'm sure it helps with moving forward and stuff like that. But it doesn't bring that person back. They still can't hear that person's voice. You know what I'm saying? They can't go to their kids' graduations. You know what I'm saying? They're, you know, bury their parents and stuff like that. Bro, That's I was watching Raising in the Sun. You made me think about that with uh, the one with Puff Daddy. You know, uh-huh. And, um, you know, the scene where they got the insurance check. Right. You know what I'm saying? And she said <laughs> something about that check. Like, they was all happy when they came in. Right. But then she looked at it. I think it was like 10 grand. And uh, she was like, somebody decided that. You know, my husband was worth 10 grand, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know, so even the numbers that I've seen thrown out, you know, like, and I haven't heard anything like serious about, you know, right. it's coming to you, you know, but the stuff I've seen thrown out is like, who decides that that was enough, you know? Yeah, yeah it's cool, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll take it, but honestly, was that really enough? You know what right. I'm saying? So I'll be 100% know? and like uh, the, the articles that I've seen, they're saying 6.8 quadrillion dollars is really like the figure they came up with were like it, there was some type of equation they were using saying with like um, the the number of years of slavery that was unpaid right. and add interest to that and a certain amount for like the uh, Jim Crow era as well as all the uh, the mutilations deaths and everything like that so they came up to that number like 6.8 quadrillion right which is after a trillion if you right. didn't know you know, talk about 15 zeros. Right. You know what I mean? Like, um, shoot. Like, but like still. still we own just, countries, then, that's, bro. Th- that's what I'm saying. We own countries. Just like Earl just said, how can you put a price on our ancestors being beaten, being mistreated for, you know, you know, years, 400 years? Our sisters and, and mothers you know? raped. And, you exactly. Know you know, mutilated. lives ripped apart. You know, yeah. families ripped apart. You know, right in front of each other, raped and pillaged. You know what I'm saying? Who who can put a price on that? What's funny is that like when I hear the argument of like, well, it's happened so long ago, why can't we just move on past it? It's like we the only people that we talk about moving past it with slavery is us. Right. Because we don't talk about move past the Holocaust. Right. We don't talk about move past whenever the POWs were in America with the Japanese. Right. Like they all got reparations. Right. The Jews and everything got reparations. They gave, came it. up, yeah. Came up. In fact, if we really want to get down to the brass tacks of it, <laughs> after <laughs> the Civil War happened, yeah. the plantation owners got reparations for all of the labor they were losing. So mm-hmm. it's like we gonna give y'all unemployment. Like, mind you, you try to succeed from the union right. based upon your disagreement with how you chose to build up your land right. with free labor and the union saying, nah, we're not about that. This is human rights violations. Right. So we're going to have you rear it back in because you were part of these good United States. And they're like, nah, we're going to go ahead and do what we want to do in the South and you're lost. You took the big fat L and then you're going to say, Okay, well, what we gonna do now? Well, we'll go ahead and give you. We gonna cut you a check for the number of slaves that you allowed free. Like, what type of make, make that make sense to me? Like Calvin was saying he was in Georgia. I talked to him the other day. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Calvin Martyr. Calvin Martyr, bro, he's definitely a pioneer. Yeah, Blackout Twenty Twenty was, a, you know, hopefully a success. I know we ain't seen numbers, numbers, but yeah, um, I was talking to him about where he was at in Georgia. And he was somehow he was visiting his plantation out Bro, there. Yeah. And we were he was just talking about how, you know, it's crazy how, you know, this is like a historical a historical monument, bro. And like they're making money off that. Like they're people making money off people of that. go there to visit, you know what I'm saying? Like like it's like a 
like going to Six Flags or going to, you know, or museum. Yeah, museum, bro. You pay to go get in, or they make money off that. And I'm like, that's that is crazy. They're bro. still profiting off the backs of slaves. Yeah. To this day, in my Deontay Wilder voice. To this day. Come yeah. get this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm definitely down for reparations. I, I wanted to, to to make sense. I'm not. What I'm not about is just to just to cut the check. Like, yeah, because you're not gonna forget the past, and you, I don't even. You know, know what I'm saying? Like, cut the check yeah. is cool, but like, I want you know what I'm saying? Like, the same amount of energy that you put in making things whole for other races, right? Yeah, to be put in as far as Black Americans, you know what I'm saying? Because to be written in the history books correctly, yeah, yeah. that's what yeah, I. Yeah, like. yeah, you would yeah. have to really debunk and change like the way history is taught in school. Because it was because a lot, it of, wasn't it was a lot of attitudes, bro. And I mean, I, I ain't gonna call no schools out because I work for the district and stuff. You know what I'm saying? But like, call about. You know, some teachers have some real stank attitudes about Black History Month, bro. Really? And I guarantee you, that's changed now since we've been out because yeah. all this stuff is taking place. Yeah. It's almost like I wish you would say something slick about. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like we gonna go extra hard on Black yeah, History Yeah. You know, so that. now you you'll have a lot. You know, people probably giving it a little more respect. And you know, not just in February, but you know, talking about the whole thing. But yeah, it was some teachers real, you know, real slick about. But well, we teach uh, American history here, so we're gonna talk about everything. We're not just gonna focus on American history is black history. Yeah, you ain't like, focused on. That's stupid. Yeah, you ain't really gave the proper respect to Black yeah. History Month, bro. It should always be a program going on. I think that's a requirement. And like, forget the buck. It's like if you gonna teach history, yeah. teach history, teach history. And guess what? Black history is threaded all yeah. through history. And right. my thing is like it shouldn't be <laughs> optional. Like you nah, will right. you will give the proper respect to right. this time, but you Absolutely. Know because if you if it was taught correctly, you lose a lot of respect for your ancestors. Yes. Yeah. Which is <laughs> which leads if it was us taught correctly, yeah. <laughs> which leads us to uh They ain't got no melanin. Uh well <laughs> Oh Lord. Well uh I can't I can't feel it. The uh, I can't feel it, brother. Come on, man. Good old, good old Nick Cannon has uh, definitely come underneath the microscope yeah. of uh, cancel culture. Before we get to Nick, real quick, let's talk about cancel culture and like uh, what that really is. So, like, cancel culture is pretty much like you know a wrong thing has been done, and so like the culture is pretty much saying. Let's let's stop there. Let's stop there. Let's not even say a wrong thing has been done because okay. right. because because people have been canceled for their opinions, which we're allowed to have perceptions, yeah, perceptions, yeah. Yeah, 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 okay, tweets, you know, stating their you know opinions right. about things that someone doesn't necessarily agree with, right? Okay, so does it necessarily? At, let's let's start at the beginning of cancel cancel our, our own cancel culture. So when somebody gets canceled, they've they've spoken out, tweeted. Facebook, Instagram, whatever, via whatever, said something on the microphone that somebody doesn't necessarily agree with. A group of people, one it could be one person, a group of people and all of that. So they decide to say, we're going to no longer support this person. We're going to no longer let this person have a platform um, and things like that. So cancel them. We're going to cancel them. Yeah. So is that taking away freedom of speech? Which we're all allowed to have in this great country of the United States. You have freedom of speech, but it's just consequences. Right. 
So, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're not censoring you. We're not stopping you from saying <laughs> what you got to say. However, I think with the, with cancel culture, it's like, well, these are the consequences that's going to fall. But then it, it becomes like, who's judge and jury? Right. Who and like, decide yeah, who, who decides that? So, I mean, what's I can't think of what's the earliest example of like with cancel culture. Um, I don't know. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, cancel culture can go back a you know, quite a few years. I yeah. mean, I R. Kelly, R. Kelly is, you know, muted or yeah, they tried to mute I R. Kelly. Like, so, so I would think that maybe R. Kelly might be like the one of the biggest examples, especially in our community. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he ain't really. Man, black folks had no problem with the like. Black Twitter is like probably like <laughs> on the cancel culture committee. Yeah, you know what I'm saying they're on like, the board. Yeah. Like you are living and dying. Yeah. <laughs> They're on the Among board. that, you know what I'm saying, with cancel culture when it comes to that. So probably the most recent example of it would be Goya. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like the CEO made a statement as far as supporting Donald Trump, right? Yeah. Simple. It's really his opinion. Yeah. Like it, it really is really nobody's business who you support or who you don't. Like he put out a product that's tasty, good, that's a high quality product that a great demographic of people right. enjoy, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and immediately it made the rounds around <laughs> Twitter. Twitter, Goya's canceled. Cancel. Okay, time up. We're gonna stop there. So this man is the CEO of Goya. CEO boss. Did he create Goya? Did he start Goya? Uh, I believe. I'm not sure. Because a lot of people that maybe hold CEO positions didn't necessarily start the company. Right, right, right. right. You know, CEO is just a, is a position that can right, be right. filled and interchanged and things like that. So this one man stated his opinion, but it reflected the entire company. Right. So see, I, I can guarantee you at least probably about 50% of the employees of Goya, like, come on, bro. That ain't the sentiment that, you know, you don't speak for us. <laughs> but in the word, in, 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 in sense, he did. Because he's held in a leadership position. The same way that 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 Wendy's, like, I don't know if you saw that, like, when, oh, man, a few weeks back, they were pulling up, like, all these companies who had really yeah. spent a significant amount of financial, you know what I'm saying, blessings towards, like, the Republican Party and Trump in yeah. particular. And, like, one of the CEOs <laughs> Wendy's who, got receipts. <laughs> yeah, bro, uh, of, of Wendy's, you know. He wasn't, like, the, the, the company of, of C- He was, like, just... Right. I think he owned a, a few thousand franchises, franchises or whatever. So, like, Wendy's was like, he don't speak for us. <laughs> right. He's <laughs> like, like, we will be doing XYZ donating to the HBCUs. Like, we're going to show receipts. Like, yeah. we know who we are. Like, Wendy's do what's up. Like, whoever's running the Wendy's Twitter account, yeah. like, is definitely tapped into yeah. black Twitter because they know, like, hey, it ain't going down. Like we that. are trending <laughs> right for the wrong reasons right now, and we need to go ahead and do damage control. Um, so, they want to go ahead and cancel Goya. For what I saw, and people were showing uh, pictures and stuff, like, I don't know if it was like, um, I think it was grocery stores doing it, not uh-huh. Goya itself. Uh-huh. They were like skyrocketing prices, bro. So either it was a tactic of saying, we want to dissuade you from buying this product because yeah. of their stance. Right. Or it's like, um, we, you know what I'm saying, they were selling out so fast of Goya, there was like, the demand is so high. We go crack the prices up. Yeah, like buy it. yeah, buy something else. Yeah, like this bag of rice was six dollars, and that <laughs> bag of rice is is twelve. Yeah, you know it's like wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, 
That's how it goes sometimes, man. But I mean, but I mean, we we live in a society where cancel culture is real now, is active, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, the internet it's it's a it's it's a beast. You know, it's it's a device of its own, and uh, I mean, it, like I said, if you do one thing that somebody of a certain status doesn't agree with, it, I mean, it could really turn the rest of your career, you know, all the way around. You know what I'm saying? And what in what in whatever type of business uh, space you hold, you know, whether it's entertainment, you know, you own a business, you're an entrepreneur, you know, you operate with certain companies. If you said something, uh, if you put it out there. Uh, somebody gonna screenshot it You know No matter how bro, fast You try to delete it the screenshots Happen so quick In the internet They got Jim Rice Alright bro So let's talk about <laughs> it bro Golly. JWC Local here in Kalei Now To me <laughs> I'm not a fan of Cancel culture I'm really not Cause I, I do believe In redemption I believe in You know People make mistakes We're human And so we shouldn't Necessarily hold you we should hold people accountable, right. but we shouldn't like hold it over your head like forever. Like we're gonna go right. ahead and just shut down your ability to make a living based upon a mistake that you made. Right. He had several opportunities to get that right. <laughs> like Jim Wright was just like, I'm gonna go ahead and double down on what I feel as far as like this uh, mentality I have as far as white privilege and white power. And you can pull up the screenshots on social media to see it. Um, but like, man, Facebook like bro, went that must spread fast too, bro. Quickly, all through social media, you know, and I don't know how much business he might lose based upon it, uh, or it might not affect him at all. But I know he's a, not, bro. he's a super integral part of the Khalid area, you know, right. what his rental company stands for. But you even look at Nick Cannon. Yeah, I'm saying like, uh, if you if you listen to his podcast, you can't really find it. You can't find the, the interview on, on YouTube. It took that down pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, he said some things uh, that a lot of people considered divisive, racist, anti-Semitic. Um, and I can honestly say, like, I don't necessarily rock with some things that he did say in, in regards to how he worded um, my white brothers and sisters or people who are non-melanated right like saying that you know you don't have the ability to have compassion yeah um, or passion because you, you ain't got melanin <laughs> yeah you know what I'm saying like I don't necessarily feel like it's a direct correlation between melanin and compassion right. although I did do some research there are a lot of articles out there where they have done significant studies saying that people who are melanated mm-hmm. the way that they're their brain operates, they have a different level of empathy than people who are non-melanated. And the way they did the study was they took, you know, like people who were black, brown, uh, you know, Asian uh, and white, and they showed them uh, footage of like a head being like pricked and stabbed with like a, a, a pit or something. And so they would judge like their brain reaction to it and like whatever type of synapses was going off. Like they showed that black and brown and even like some Asian people had a level of what they felt like the empathy mm-hmm. would go off seeing those images. When the white person was, was you know, did the, the test, they had the same level of empathy when they saw a white hand go through that. But when it was a, a hand of color, it was almost the same exact reaction of seeing like just a black board. Mm. Like not necessarily interested. So they they made a correlation. I don't know if I believe all of it, mind you. Right. You know, science can be. You know, I'm saying what you make it. 
but like they made a correlation between melanated, melanated people having a level of empathy as opposed to non-melanated people. So I think that's where Nick was kind of trying to go saying, you know, these people in the olden days mm-hmm. uh, lacked the ability to have a level of compassion because their skin doesn't have the ability to, you know, to soak up the sun without burning. And so you're reduced to a, a, a different level. I mean, he called them savages yeah. and like, you know, like close to animals. I don't rock with any of that. I think that that type of speech, I think, can be misconstrued really easily. And while I can understand what he's trying to say, I think in this day and time, like if we're going to stick our chest out and talk about we want people to be anti-racist and we want our white brothers and sisters to be allies right. and say, we want you not to be quiet and stand up against when you hear talk like that. We can't be hypocrites as black people would be like, well, I'm not gonna say anything because Nick's doing the same thing, turning around, doing the exact yeah. same thing. You know what I mean? But and that's I, but that's a part of perspective as well. Okay. Because what we see, we've seen savage behavior. Absolutely. Yes. We've seen animalistic behavior. Right. We've been treated as, as such. Yep. So that's where our perspective comes from. He can only pre- speak to the perspective of a black man. You can't. You can't. And that's and that's another reason why, you know, when all of this is happening. Everybody sees it from their vantage point. That's why it touches us differently when we see Amar Arbery get killed. When we see George Floyd get killed, it hits, it hits us different. It hits different. It when, hits then different. when a white person sees it, they're like, it, it, they, that person don't look like me. So it doesn't affect them the way that it affects us. Now, can you say that across the board? Because I know some white brothers and sisters who were severely affected the exact same way that I was. And we could like share tears together. They're like, like, no, they, they can have a level of empathy. Yeah. You can have a level of empathy and sympathy for what you see on TV. Right. But it's not going to affect you like it affect me. Because I, I because then I see myself on the screen. Huh. I see I see me. I see Earl. I see Jonathan on the screen. They can't see themselves because it's not happening to them as it's happening to us. Yeah. What do you think, huh? About as far as Nick Cannon or just his I mean, point of view? I mean, just just in general. Um, man, I you know you sent the video. I tried to watch the YouTube one today, and it wasn't on there. Um, what resonated with me more was the Dwayne Wade situation that was connected to it. <laughs> you know, because and the reason I'm saying that is because I don't feel like I was I haven't done the research or well versed enough to like kind of give an opinion on what he was saying in perspective. Like you said, you watched the videos. I didn't watch that. Yeah, I, I did that. listen to what he was saying. Yeah, and um, you know, but how sometimes we speak too fast or we're so quick to. Uh, you know, without having the information, you back something, you know what I'm saying? And then you turn around and got to make a public, you know. That's uh, what was crazy, too, because it's like, man, well. he, he said it with his chest at first. Yeah. I mean, he said it clearly. And then Viacom, I mean, with a quickness. Bro, I tried to watch Wild and Out on Tuesday night. Ain't the no French man. Prince was on. Yeah. I was, I, and, I, and I hadn't heard anything about the interview. I didn't know anything. Yeah. Like, what happened till the next morning? But I was getting ready to watch Wild and Out. I was sitting on the couch by myself, and I was like, ooh, let me watch Wild and Out. And I was like, why the French Prince on? Yeah. <laughs> but then the next morning, I realized why. Yeah. I mean, like, Viacom dropped it. Man, they, they weren't playing, bro. Yeah. At all. And I mean, at first, he's like, hey, you know what? Wild and Out's my baby. I own it. You can't fire a boss. Right. And then, you know, a few hours later is a different story saying, I humbly apologize for, you know, everything that I've said. I mean, it's, it goes the same thing with, with, with um, anybody. 
pretty much is making those type yeah. of statements. So like you makes you wonder who who's a real dick. Was it the yeah. dick from the from the podcast, or is it from the one who's apologizing because the bag got taken away? Because yeah. I looked at that kind of like that police officer, like who was calling them people out to fight. And then, like, <laughs> and then, he was a clown. Yeah, Bro, then the people, you know, he was getting hit up. I don't know how real that was, you know what I'm saying? But Bro, he backtracked, but it must have been real because he backtracked that. Like, that's how I yeah. looked at that. Like, he to me, all the way back. To me, if you're gonna you're gonna say something, stand on that. You know what I'm saying? Stand like, up. right, right. Don't he, come back with. But it was apology, like, but it was know? like everybody was hitting him up. Like, yeah, let's go, yeah, bro. You know, just like, get your butt. <laughs> stand on it, bro. But like, I feel what Rodney was saying too. Like, you know, I got a lot of, you know, white friends. I don't. I'm supposed to have a lot, but I have a, you know, a good amount. And like, they've defended, you know, you know, stuff that was being, right. you know, said that was wrong. You know, what I'm saying and stuff like that. But I think at the end of the day, you know, like for. In, in some perspective, like one is married to a black guy, yeah. so in a sense they can have mixed children, or right. um, you know, so yeah. maybe they can kind of she can kind of relate, but some ain't there, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you can't look on the screen and see your son, you know, right? You know because you you don't have a black son, you right. know what I'm saying? So like I see where I see where that can there can be a difference as well, but the empathy can be there, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like there's no doubt. I've definitely seen some genuine, you know, yeah, supporters. Like, and, man, you I'm know. sorry this is happening to y'all. You know what I'm right. saying? I'm sorry that y'all are going through this because it ain't right. You know what I'm saying? But so what's it happened as far as us being believers? Because I could get it from that point of view is if, if, I'm, if I'm not in Christ, mm-hmm. but like when I accept Christ mm-hmm. and I'm now born again, like we're all supposed to be called to be born again, right? Right. Are we now are we now looking at each other as like humans differently, or should we be doing that differently because we're looking at each other from the lens of the cross as opposed to just the human humanistic nature of different things? I'm like, I'm looking at you like through a different lens. Is that possible for, for forgiveness purposes? It probably should be, but what a big thing that you know. Just because I'm a, I'm still black, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because I'm a Christian, I profess Christ, I'm still black at the end of the day. Right. Um, and I still got to live here. You know what I'm saying? But I think from a from that point, I shouldn't walk around. And I try to make a point of this. I'm not going to walk around here with hatred in my heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. I'm not going because if that's the case, I'm going to be one or the other. You know what I'm saying? Like, either I'm going to try to live by the word of God. You know what I'm saying? And do my best to live up to that or I'm not you know what I'm saying I don't think it can be both ways I can't walk around here I can be aggravated you know what I'm saying <laughs> like like it annoys me you know it, it really bothers me it makes me angry at times but I can't walk around in an everyday state of I hate white people you know what I'm saying because have you ever experienced hatred I like in like racism no not racism I'm saying black people can't be racist experience the emotion of hatred the reason why I asked that because I'll give myself an example I didn't think I had but the first time ever as I watched the second replay of the yeah. George Floyd video, and it scared me, bro. I sat there on my couch and I watched the video and I, I felt tears come up in my eyes. And for the first time in my life, I can honestly say I felt the emotion of hatred towards that man. Like you could have, in a sense, took his life. Like yeah, you know? like, you know, like, I hate you right. because of what you're doing and how. Yeah callous you are and I had to immediately pray like because it scared me bro I was just like I, I think I hit y'all up man. I was like yeah. hey I don't like the emotion I just felt right. I want to acknowledge it because it's real but right. like dang I'm, I'm having a hard time with this you know exactly, what I'm saying exactly my point I brought up a few minutes ago you saw yourself on that screen bro you yeah. saw somebody you knew on that screen 
You saw your brother on that screen. You connected it with that in a way nobody other than a black man can. You know, and if it, if it had been a black woman, you know, black women can connect with that as well. You know what I'm saying? Because we've seen it be done to both sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? But we gonna we're gonna feel that in a totally different way than any other race, any other you know gender or anything like that, because we're black men. You know what I'm saying? So a piece of us, yeah, buddy. you know, almost died in that moment because we like this is murder. We seen a murder happen to somebody that looks exactly bro, like us. Camera, bro. Yeah. With no regard, with no yeah. no remorse, you know, no times, compassion. I, watch it? I haven't watched it as uh, zero. Yeah. Yeah, I've watched it. Once was enough. Yeah, I, once was enough. And I think I watched it the second time because I couldn't believe what I was watching. I was trying to actually hear what people were saying as far as him. I missed the part of him crying out for his what mom. You know what I'm saying? So I went back and I saw it, and like literally, I felt. Hatred exactly. start to <laughs> and that's the reason this side, and that's man. the reason I've watched it zero times yeah, because yeah. I don't want to go there emotionally. I know what happened. I know the story. You see the snippets. You see the clips. You know what I'm saying. I'm not gonna say I haven't seen parts and bits of it. No, but I got I, you. But I, I haven't. You know I haven't watched the, eight, the whole eight minutes. Whole you know eight I won't do that. But it's, to it's, myself. I think it's especially because you got fools like making a game out of it. Right. That's where I think the hatred comes in. Yeah. And yeah. I have to check it because I don't think. I don't think nobody man, I could be lying Maybe I'm just speaking for myself I don't know I don't believe a human Can go through life Without ever experiencing Like You know Some sense of anger Or right. I just It's an emotion you know, To me But I could be wrong Maybe there was somebody emotion, yeah, that's, God gave them to us That has But you know what I'm saying It's just Especially, especially if you're an Eagles fan yeah. Nah like, Come on now But like you know When I see no people bill. Playing and making it a game, bro. Like the George Floyd, uh, bro, Floyd challenge. George Floyd. Like, yeah, yeah, hatred builds up. You know, then like I could literally punch you in your face right now. You know what I'm saying? You know, whatever. But like going back to as a believer, I do got to check the emotions too. I can't walk around like that. You know what I'm saying? Because I ain't, I ain't no. I'm not a good representation of anybody at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like for me to be like that. I know non-believers don't have that much hate in their so heart. Let's, so know? let's let's ask let's let's break it down. Let's get to the brass tacks of things. Right. A lot of people, our people, say that we're too forgiving as a people. <laughs> yeah. So as believers, how do we toe that line? Because the Bible instructs us to forgive. Right. But our own people that looks like us, which we can't change this uniform. We can change our jobs. We can change positions. We can change what we do. But this is the one thing that we cannot change. Yeah. We cannot change our color. Even if you try to be like Mike Jack. Even that. Even that. Even if you believe. We can't. Color. We can't change that. So when we have people on the other side of us that look like us saying you're too forgiving, how do we toe that line it's as a such believer? A, it's such a, a tough balancing act, man. Because what comes to mind is. Uh, Amber Geiger, Geiger, you know what I'm saying, and how uh, Botham John, his was his little brother, his brother, yeah, yeah, his little brother, um, hugged her in the courtroom. hugged her and cried in the courtroom with her, and like he got dragged on social media talking to. Well, it was both sides. People were saying how it was an excellent side of the, the way Christians are supposed to forgive, which I don't disagree with. Right. But then also you have is like, man, we way too forgiving. It's like. This lady barely, you know what I'm saying, has she had the shown any, tears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> any remorse from this ugly, horrific act of murder, and we're ready to just go ahead and forgive real quick. But I do think that's also what Nick Ken was talking about. We have a different level of compassion. Right. So Definitely. like Definitely. We have a different level of compassion. So I don't know if that ties into Melanie more, 
uh, I can't prove it, but I mean, the studies show it does. Right. So it's like, I think as believers, it's our job to properly emulate what Christ has instructed all of us to do, but we don't need to stop holding people accountable, accountable for different things for their like, actions, yeah. it's like I can I can forgive you but, but I still that doesn't you go to eliminate your consequences from, from happening which brings us back to R. Kelly y'all know how I felt about that when we talked about on that yeah, yeah, on this yeah, episode yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgive him but he need to go to jail he, uh, Rodney today. said they can come get him out of church bro come get him out of church man so it's like forgiveness is one thing but like even as believers, man, shoot, forgiveness doesn't stop the consequences from happening. Right. Like God forgave Moses, Ooh. he still didn't go inside the promised land. Man, come on, we preaching now. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, hey, forgiveness is there. You did what you did, but you, you know? did what you did, and I said what I said too. <laughs> I think, man, I had a lot of respect for uh, Mike Todd, man. I, it's a, probably an old video because I'm just now catching on to it. But he was, it was a pretty raw emotion, you know, like. It could have been right after George Floyd. I'm not sure. But he was just speaking real. He was like, man, you know, it's tough. Like, because I'm angry. <laughs> like, I'm angry. And I need God to, like, you're going to have to help me, man. Like, you know, you got to help me with this. Because if, oh, I I yeah, yeah, yeah. if I keep it real, like, my real emotions right now, like, yeah, now nah, I'm not doing okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm upset. You know, but I guess it's just the way we deal with our emotions, you know. Absolutely. I think what I've struggled with, too, is, like, seeing my white brothers and sisters in the church only in the church what I'm talking about mm-hmm. like have such a jaded type of point of view right now and and use this this time this sensitive time in America to push whatever agenda they want to push and like you can't just say let's just make it only about Jesus and just preach the gospel you can't preach the gospel without dealing with social justice like they're one in one like you can't separate the two but then you have a different level of energy when it comes to homosexuality and abortion. Right. It's like, those are hot button topics, you know. Right. I can certainly get on Twitter and talk about this, thus saith the Lord. But when it comes to unarmed black men and women dying by the hundreds, right. or when it comes to, you know what I'm saying, redlining and poverty and, and, and educational disparities, right. I can just go on and on and on about the different, shoot, the, the 13th Amendment and right. how that's a joke, you know <laughs> what I'm saying, and how that's honestly perpetuating slavery still right. being pushed still. out through the and, prison system through the prison system and you got judges who own stock in private prisons and who have every incentive to continue to put down yeah. these rid- <laughs> ri- these ridiculous sentencing right. for black and brown men and women because hey butts in chairs and and, 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 and bodies in cells that's, equals that's profit yeah. you know what I mean so well, like do you hold accountable for that though bro like that's you, what you hold our our pastors accountable. Or? We have to, and that and that that ain't even go for just white preachers, man. That's black preachers too. Yeah, it's plenty of black, black preachers, preachers that ain't that ain't even yeah. talking about it. No, you right, and that that's you right. That's disgusting to me. Yeah, if you're, right. you're not even talking about it to your congregation, right, right, with a congregation full of black people, you're gonna sit here and ignore the issue and act like the word is. I mean, the word is the word. We understand that this is what we come for. Yeah, but you have to deal with real life as well, because people are hurting. Exactly. So, yeah. so you mean to tell me you could preach to a hundred black people, two hundred, two thousand black people on a on a Sunday and not mention what's going on? That's disgusting to me. And I'll say that with my whole heart. And I'll say that with my chest. With your chest. Yeah. He said his whole heart, not part of it. 
All of it. I feel you. Know. I feel that, brother. Yeah, I had a I had a thing with that because I'm saying like when all that stuff was like first popping off, I'm like it's important to me to know how my pastor feels about that. Say like, that again, like, bro. That's important to me because, like, uh, if I'm gonna follow you, man, I need to know. Like, me and Dre had that conversation, <laughs> man. You could be, but see, that's, and and I don't know if that's because of the uh, the the stigma of what a pastor is supposed to be. Yeah, that you can't show emotions, that you're not supposed to show emotions. No, not miss me with that. You you if you're not angry, I I think something is wrong with you. Right, because like you. You can't tell me that all lives matter then. Right. Like, because all lives really don't matter right now because it's like you're, you're, you're taking the focus off of what we're really trying to express to you. We're not saying that black people, you know, matter more than any other race. We're not saying that at all. No one's ever said that. No. Nope. We're honestly saying, look, there is a disparity between how America looks and treats people of color in this country. That's why they came up with the, they coined the term Black Lives Matter. Yeah. And I mean. It didn't, it didn't say black lives are better. Yeah. It didn't or say. Black lives only. <laughs> right. It just said black lives matter. That's, that's just a blank, that's a statement. And, and what, two things can be true. <laughs> at the same time. Black lives can matter and all lives can matter. At the same, at the same time. time. But right now we focus it on. If you join us, right, right, right. So, like, but, but you're right, bro. Like, if if my pastor is not finding any type of segue in order to address, I'm not saying you got to do a you know a five week series on you know what I'm saying racism in America. Right. I'm not saying that at all. But I am saying that you should bring if you want to have a multicultural congregation and really be effective. I'm not even saying multicultural. I'm talking about if you got a black congregation. That's what I'm talking about. But I, I, I think both. it's even I think it's even yeah. more important if you have a white congregation. I, mean, well, I understand that. Yeah. I understand that, but I'm speaking for the black right yeah. now. Yeah. I feel both because I think even as like you know, I will stick with church. You know, I think you got to stand up at that point. I ain't never pastored. But I'm just like, hey, we're going to be together. We going to be together right now. You know what I'm saying? Like right. this is going on and this part of my congregation is hurting right now. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, we, we all going to, you know, wrap our arms around each other and right. roll our sleeves up and fight together. And, you know, because if not, you start to see that division, you know. We need the church's voice to be the loudest right now. And we should be leading the charge. Yeah. And right now, people are looking for everywhere. Like, hey, God bless LeBron James and everything he's saying, but he shouldn't be the loudest voice. Right. Like, so LeBron true. shouldn't be the loudest voice, you know what I'm saying, saying something's wrong here. It should be our pastors, you know, and so shout out to the, to, uh, the various pastors uh, who are uh, black and who are not black, who have used their, their social media platforms in an appropriate way, giving a voice to that. Um, Using and, the pulpit in an appropriate way, you know, and not condemning people for feeling a certain way. You yeah. Know? So, like you can redirect, man, and encourage and remind of what we should be. But, you know, you got to understand we're human, too, bro. And no, it's hard true. out here And I think um, I was talking to uh, Brother Kevin man About just youth You know And like The importance of even Educating them About you know Who we are And that it's kind of Hard out here You know It's been no, hard true, out here True mm-hmm. But right now It's people that You know They really don't like you You know And and how to handle Getting pulled over You know what I'm saying And when such and such Happens You know what I'm saying Wisdom in that area Because I mean That's just important to me As you know 
teaching Dare to be a Daniel, you know, or whatever, and you, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> whatever. Man, that was, you hear me back with that yeah, one. Whatever you're teaching, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's important, bro, because you got a lot of young black men, you know, coming through your church, man. Yeah, you took me back. It's real bad. So, um, at the end of the day, I think that if we focus less on cancel culture and more on getting to the root issue of different things and like finding some true healing. You know what I mean? I think it's a lot of brokenness. This country is fractured in a lot of ways. Uh, and race relations is, is like taking a step back, man. I mean, some of the rhetoric that we got coming from the, the White House, not helping oh, Lord. at all. You know what I mean? So um, Let him tell that he invented Juneteenth. <laughs> <laughs> so what? He made it popular in the Oh, my America. God. So... I mean, we gonna kind of, I guess, leave it at there. Uh, it's good to be back, man. It's definitely good to be back, man. I miss y'all. I miss uh, chopping it up on on this forum. You know, uh, should I miss sports? I know, <laughs> man. Big time, bro. I'm like, this two weeks is going by so slow to get back to baseball, NBA, football, yes, training camp, man. I, I just want to see a ball get tossed up in the air. Yeah, so. uh, even uh, if it's in the bubble. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I was waiting for Rodney to say that, man. Uh, that's that's funny, bro. So we gonna get ready to wrap it up. We got any final wrap final words up, of Man, you know, be safe out here, man. Yeah, be, be safe, be man. Clean, on, you know. on every front, man. Whether you wearing your mask or you know, uh, you know, out in the streets. Right. You know, wash your hands, take care of yourself. Do we have a donkey of the week? Or not a donkey of the week, that's Charlemagne. Uh, out of line, King. Out of line, well, I don't Man, know if we really got an out of line. Can we get yeah, I have one. You have one? Yeah. Let's give it to Daniel Cameron, the DA in Kentucky, in charge of in charge of charging these cops for Breonna Taylor's murder. Definitely. Let's go ahead and give it to him. You definitely the out of line king, sir, because it's been how many weeks? Uh, forever. Let's just say Way that. too long. You, you let these men walk around here scot-free like they can't be touched. Uh, first, I thought you was about to give it to Brother Kanye. Oh, well, we can give it to him. He can He can, He can. can be the prince. He's our brother in Christ. He's our brother. <laughs> well, I tell you what, like, as we are wrapping things up and we got the words of wisdom out there, we just want to encourage y'all to stay away from entanglements. Oh, uh, stay away from the entanglement. Stay away. Let's from pray me. for Brother Will right now. We can see the pain in his Bro. eyes. Hey, Brother Will, we reach out to you right now. We lay the hands of comfort of the Holy Ghost, Ghost. on your life right Why you now. Want me, man? We don't want the spirit of revenge to be a part of your life, sir. You know, God is going to restore the years that the canker worm has destroyed in your life, sir. I know she took you through, but you don't have to get her back. That ain't your job. You know, because I mean, he, he was so serious about that. Clearly, clearly got it back. He was so serious about. I'm gonna get you back. I'm gonna get you back. <laughs> he said, first of all, I'm gonna get you back. Oh man. When you say when you press it any anything with first of all, you know you mean it. He said, first of all. Yeah. I'm gonna get you back. It's sad. I, bro, it's, I seen it's, that. I mean, he looked like he had been crying for days. He, bro, like he, you saw what I just tagged you on, right, bro? Yeah. That, that that ad for the Bel Air Athletics. Yeah. Like even even doing the ad right now, he looked like he just got finished crying. 
Yeah, that look like you know how you just had that good cry in church. Bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got, you got your eyes cool, a little puffy. That cool, bro. that cool feeling like you got. That. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you know what's interesting? Like people, they broke down that that red table talk video so much. Like they had people who study uh, body language, bro. They was breaking down the video talking about like Jada never sits with her legs crossed. Like, like Indian style like yeah. that and how she was clearly like bro doing, she was giggling bro like, <laughs> I, 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 like it was her narrative she's telling the story she's completely controlled and like Will sitting there with his hands on his you know what I'm saying on his lap head to, to the side looking like I don't I'm just here so I, I don't get fired yeah pretty <laughs> like much he, he, he made the comment though like he felt like he was now the roles were reversed, you know. In most situations, a dude done stepped out, and a woman's yeah. in the press. But well, wait a minute, let's let's, you know. let's let's. I know we're about to go, but let's just say this. Come on. What if Will did that? How bad would he be dragged right now? Because they'd have been trying to cancel Will Smith if he would have done exactly what she did to a young woman that was mentally broken. I mean, Black Twitter was trying to cancel Jada too. Like, I mean, the, the comments was, I saw was like was calling her a predator. Yeah. I mean, like, but the I'm word just, predator came up quite a bit but in I'm just reference saying, to how him. bad would it have been for a man, for a man? to do that versus it, it, a woman? It's, it's always worse with a man because men are all automatically stigmatized as a, as a dog. Right. You know what I mean? So like, you have, like, what J. Cole called, you know, Will and Jada. I, want that. <laughs> I don't think J. Cole really feel that way anymore. No I'm Bruh. just a dog. Don't blame me. So, so it's, it's, it's sad, but, like, I don't know. I think I think Will definitely do. Yeah. I think that he didn't want it to come out like that. I think he they're embarrassed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So number was hurt, man. We definitely, definitely gotta talk about it more because I wonder like how much does this make like marriage a joke? I mean like they, they made it a joke. They make it a joke talking about bad marriage for life. Yeah, like, like how much cool? how much is that, you know, ruined the whole perception of, you know, everybody see everybody like, that's why I ain't never getting married. Yeah. Facts. But I mean, like, Will's definitely had it hard. Like, man, you sit there battling the ghost of Tupac for your whole entire <laughs> life. Like, th- that's hard enough. Yeah. But who knows, bro? So, bottom line, y'all stay away from entanglements. Yeah, buddy. Wash your hands. Definitely don't be entangled in Wear your seat. mask. Wear your mask. It ain't worth it. Get entangled with some, you know, some soap. <laughs> Wash your body. <laughs> All that good stuff. Wash Take care up. of yourself, man. Eat some good food. Smell uh, like y'all cooking good food. We'll be back soon. Yeah, man. I know we're eating burgers and fries today. I smell it. Cooking pie. I definitely <laughs> had no burgers and fries. <laughs> All right. All right, man. All right, we out. Peace.